What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is DJ and co-host of the Yo! MTV Raps revival, Diamond Cuts. We spoke about horror movies, the Child's Play series, how Disney's reboot of Maleficent helped her appreciate the relationship between sound and image, her relationship with Nicki Minaj, memories of Nicki's early career, putting on for female rappers, being a DJ in the age of streaming and algorithms, and how she and fellow co-hosts conceded a reimagining Yo! MTV Raps for a new generation. Come fuck with us. What's cracking, everybody? Uh, welcome back. Welcome back to Real Notes. Um, it's summertime. My allergies are fucking with me. And uh, or it's not summertime yet. It's still spring. But like allergy, it, it's 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 allergy season. Um, and it's terrible. But we're alive and we're maintaining and we're here. So it's all good. Um, I'm Dylan Green, Cinema Sci. Uh, got a lot of names. I do a lot of things. And um, we're with somebody today who's moving and shaking and doing a lot of things herself. Um, she's she's a very well-renowned DJ, um, Philly legend, and the uh, the new co-host and DJ for the reboot of Yo! MTV Raps. Welcome fucking Diamond Cuts to the place to be. Diamond, thank you so much for taking the time. I really hey. appreciate you coming through. <laughs> hey, listen, thank, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I really, really do. That's an awesome no. intro, by the way, because the allergies are insane now. Like, allergy season is killing us. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, nah, man. It's 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 just like, like I don't know why I've been noticing it more this year than any other year in my life. Maybe it's just because we're getting older, but like. Like I just I just like wake up and, and, and you know like it's kind of like COVID paranoia too because like you wake up and like you got like a sore throat or like your or like your nose is messed up and it's just like oh shit <laughs> like maybe 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 it finally hit me like <laughs> it's just a lot of right <laughs> like no yeah. it got me it caught me right like it's, 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 it's just a it's just a lot to grapple with right now but you know we're here like I said we're maintaining it. I'm happy to have you here to talk about movies and TV and rap and all this, all this good shit we love. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's there. Cool. So, um, uh, yeah, let me ask you the first question I ask everybody who comes on here. What was the uh, the last movie or TV show you watched that you had a strong opinion about? Oh, that's strong. I mean, I'm not being biased here. The last TV show that that I did watch was uh yo yo MTV rap because we um uh, we premiered yesterday right so that was actually the last show that I've watched in its entire show I watched I can't say I watched it in full I forgot the name of it but I've been into like these um a lot of like uh like African shows and movies um mm-hmm. but I can't remember the name of it but the show prior to yo tv raps i was on netflix and i was watching this other show called savage beauty i think it is like this cool like this is a kind of like a drama yeah on Netflix. that was the show before what um yeah because like i feel i feel like i've heard of savage beauty before but i haven't like sat down and like tapped in and watched it what's it about exactly 
Um, it was a drama, like I said. Um, it's an African show, so a lot of um, uh, I don't know if they took place in Nigeria. Or, I think, but um, it was pretty much about um, this girl was getting revenge on this uh, this beauty company that uh, pretty much tried to kill her when she was a kid, kill her and her brothers um, when she was a kid. Like they were like using them to experiment on beauty products, and she spent her her like, adult like trying to get back at them and like ruin their whole empire so that the show was pretty much about and then that but yeah yeah wow that's crazy <laughs> um i yeah. uh I haven't I haven't been I haven't been watching too much um African television or film lately, but I am really into everything that's been coming out of uh Nigeria. Like like just like Nollywood film is something that I've always been really into and like super fascinated by. And um I just I just I just wish I'd been able to keep up with it more. But I just like yeah. there's too there, there's too much going on over here for me to even like begin to crack that in a way that I feel like I need to, like in the way that it like deserves, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's called Nollywood. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah. Like, nah. You're starting to get into it, but that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's they, awesome. yeah. It really is. They got a they got a whole like ecosystem of um like yeah, they just have like a whole ecosystem of like directors and like production companies. It's like it's it's like obviously not as big as Hollywood over here, but like but like it's mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a whole phenomenon like shout out shout out to nigerian cinema y'all got it y'all got it going on down there and i and it, it's on me to catch up but like y'all got it going on for real oh yeah i'm gonna definitely check it out you know once you watch something on netflix they begin to like send you every single thing that's like it so it's like oh wow like this is a whole another thing you know the shows are awesome and uh, and I love how they like intertwine their, um, you know, their their language with American, and it was like they go toss back and forth. It's awesome. I love it. You know, I love it. That's tight. I'm excited. I'm excited to go do the dig on Netflix myself because yeah, like that. That's that's one good thing about the algorithm. It'll just it'll just keep on. Like you're just like never at a loss for shit to watch. So that's cool. <laughs> you know. No. Yeah. Um, so for you, so for you, like growing up, like what's the first, what's the first movie experience you can remember having? Like it could be at the theater. It could be at your cousin house. It could be wherever, like the, like the first time you remember watching and experiencing a movie. Um, first time, uh, I love horror films. Like I love horror films. And I remember when my dad first let me watch Chucky. I don't remember which one it was. I can't remember, but it was um it was Chucky, and I was just like, oh, it's cool. and like ever since then, I've always just had you know a lot of love for like horror films. I love horror films. So I'm a Disney fanatic. Like, I love Maleficent. That's one of my favorite Disney movies with Angelina Jolie. Oh, oh, oh um, see, and then um, Disney sorry. movies is like my favorite. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. 
Nah, you did. No, that's cool. That's cool. I was I was done saying what I had to say. It's all good. <laughs> um, what uh? So <laughs> I wanna I wanna I wanna touch on since we're on Maleficent. So you like so you like the new Maleficent because I also love the new Maleficent. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a pretty big Disney head myself sometimes. <laughs> Yes, no, I love Maleficent. Like, I, I mean, I know if I'm watching it, I recite the, the words while I'm watching the movie. That's how much I watched it. I heard they're coming out with another, even true or not. But the, well, I like Angelina Jolie, like, she kills this part. So I started like digging into more of her movies, of course, like the Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, I just went. This is during COVID, mind you. Right. So I, of course, I I seen Maleficent when it came out. I went to the movies this year, but when because Sleeping Beauty is my favorite Disney movie. Mm. So um, you know, when we was in quarantine, I was just home, and I was like, well, let me see what movies Angelina Jolie got. And I would just went down the rabbit hole. I'm just watching all, I mean, from the really good ones to the ones that's like, eh. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so um, I guess I, I like, you know, I mean, I became a fan of her and I started reading, like, see, reading up on everything she does with um, the United Nations and all of that. So I became like a fan of her just off of all of the work that she does and stuff like that. So, but um. But yeah, I uh, I, lo- I love what she did with Maleficent. She did an amazing job. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I don't think anybody else could have brought the character of Maleficent to the big screen the way she did. And the way she did it, just like, like, just like you, like you said, you're a fan of horror. And like the first thing this reminded, um, on the new joint reminded me of was, uh, you ever see I Spit on Your Grave before? No, I never seen it. <laughs> is that a, what is it? Is, what is that a horror movie too? Yeah, it's like or a funny. Okay, it, it's it's a, it's a horror movie about um uh <laughs> not to not to not, not to get too not to get too crazy or anything, but it's about a woman. It's about a woman who gets raped and comes back from the dead and takes out all the takes oh, out oh. all her um attackers. Yeah, it's a yeah, oh. it's it's a it's it's a pretty wild movie and like the new Maleficent because like you know like in the beginning she gets her wings clipped off by a bro with the iron chains and she kind of plays the scene like the woman in I Spit on Your Grave did and I'm just like this is wow Uh, like this is this is this is a way to do this story type like just real yeah it was it was different like and I guess I guess it makes sense for me to like it too because that the magical you know, vibe to it, and it's really dark at, at the same time. So it was like it was a perfect balance for me. That's probably why I love that movie. Why I love the movie so much. But yeah, I love it. I love the first one and the second one. I love both of them. I still haven't seen the second one yet. I've been meaning to. I've been meaning to tap in. I might watch it tonight, honestly. But um, nah, she like those movie. Those movies are cool. Like, yeah. like I'm just kind of like amazed it's that not, they like. It, Sorry, you were saying. Oh no no no! Oh, it must be some sort of delay. No no no! I was saying um, I was saying the first one is um is the best. Is the second one is is good, but the first one is like the best mm. one, of course. All right. But yeah, yeah that's definitely. what I was uh going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um. So before we move on, talk to me about Chucky and like what was it? What was it about Chucky that really like endeared 
you to like him and just like horror in general when you were a kid like what was so attractive about about uh about the killer doll um he was evil you know he was like evil and he was also a toy and i think that's it again that's their balance like you know like because i love um you know um i love fun movies and like oh this is magical and in a way chucky is kind of like evil like he's evil but he's still magical at the same time he like came alive and all he was a possessed doll like you know what i mean and i think it was like oh this is this is kind of cool i wish i remember the first one i watched i can't remember it but I mean, I've watched all of them now, but I'm trying to remember which one it was that my that uh, my dad had shown me. And I think that's what I liked about Chucky was that he was um, he was it was it still had like that magical you know connection to it, even though he was evil. Did you, uh, um, have you seen either of the new, um, on the newer versions of Chucky they did? Because I'm, like, not huge on them. It's, like, kind of weird how they, like, changed the way Chucky works. Like, like, because, like, he's, a he's, like, a Siri-based, he has, like, a Siri-based operating system now, but he's, like, also still possessed by a killer spirit. It's weird. Like, did you, did you see Yeah, are you ones? talking about, like, the TV, are you talking about, like, the TV shows? Like, um... It was on a, it was like a TV series or something. I mean, it was streaming, but it was like a series. Right. And if that's what you're talking about, I wasn't a huge fan of that because it, it kind of got really weird. And, um, but uh, I also liked, was it Buddy? Uh, the other one, I think it was called Buddy or something like that. It was kind of like Chucky. I thought that one was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nah, I I like I like the, like the older ones. I didn't really I don't really care for the new ones. And when I say the new ones, I'm talking about the ones where it doesn't even look like Chucky. It looks like somebody else. Like they yeah. kind of transformed them. Yeah, I'm not really a huge fan of of those, but I respect it though, keeping it alive. So I, I'm not mad at it. Right. Yeah, I um 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 I was talking about the because they made a new movie on top of the show. I think I saw like an episode of the show, but like the movie was also kind of weird, and I wasn't really feeling it too much. But no, nah, I'm I'm pretty much with you. Like I just I lo- I love the originals, and I don't really need any others to be honest. Like if they want to try it and it's good, then right. cool. But like, but like the, the the show and the movie or whatever. I'm it's 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 whatever. <laughs> yeah um, I'm, I'm with you too on that one <laughs> so like so like as you so like as you get older and you start taking in more stuff like from the horror side and the disney side and whatever else just like just like growing in general like was there a movie that kind of made you fall in love with movies in it doesn't even need to be in like an artful sense like it can be if you want but just like something that made you stop and recognize like movies and film as like something more than just entertainment just like something that you like really connected with on like either a technical or an emotional level yeah again it was it was maleficent it was maleficent okay um, and i think i think it was that because it was during quarantine and 
and and like I said, I love the movie so much that I would listen to it and not watch it. And when I listened to it, I was like, oh my God, like listen to me just that they got reverb on their voices. They like mixed and mastered the audio. It's just not like it wasn't it's not just, you know, them talking. They did things with their voices. And then I started watching more of like behind the scenes things, like how they do the green screens and even not even just Maleficent. Like after that, I started having a newer uh well of respect for even Marvel movies, you know, like yeah. the Spider-Mans and the Doctor Strange and the uh Iron Man. I started like I love movies like that because so much detail goes into those movies and they do so much for like scenes that you would think are like basic scenes, but they're not like, you know, what they had to go through to get that one shot. And then, like I said, when I started like really paying attention to even Angelina Jolie and I started watching how she did uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, how she did some of the the, um, stunts or um, Salt, I started like really getting because I felt like we were so bored at a, a, a lot of the time during quarantine where I was like finding myself digging deeper into like really digging deeper into things like deeper into the movies because before you know we will I will watch a movie and some movies I will watch over and over again but I didn't have time to like really research and look at behind the scenes and you know what I mean? Because I'm more on I'm on the music side, so I care about music right. more than I care about movies. So, like I said, when we during quarantine, like I started like really digging deep into things, and sometimes I would like lay back and I would listen to the movie and not watch it, like put my headphones on and listen to how they like mix the audio and make things sound so cool. And like, what was the reverb on her voice? These are things that I know because you know I'm. In, into music so I'm like wow you know that's when I've developed like a, a super huge appreciation for for, for movies right that's crazy you know like just like that's uh just like those little moments that just like you're watching a movie and you just kind of notice something that you've always loved and appreciated about a thing that you already fucked with before and just like yeah. how that amplifies how that amplifies and just like makes the experience that much more better, or at least just like, it, it just like opens up a new layer that you might not have thought about in that context. Like that's what, yeah. like, you know, like that's what makes, that's what makes watching something like, uh, like watching the new Dr. Strange. Like I really, um, <laughs> a lot, a lot of people on the internet and in real life too, like people like to make fun of how much Marvel uses green screen stuff, which can be kind of excessive mm-hmm. sometimes, but like, I think when it's done really well, it's it, it it looks great. Like that whole scene where they're fighting the octopus in the city, like they rendered a lot yeah. of that city with CG, and a lot of it's like really like impressive looking, until like somebody like runs past and it looks wrong. But like so much work goes into putting <laughs> so much so much work goes into putting so much work goes into putting all that stuff together. Just like the whole the whole scene where they're like tumbling through the different universes and like making that look as seamless as it did is not easy. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with you. I have so much love and respect for all those, uh, for all those animators and those effects people who just like bring that stuff to life, you know? And especially yeah, on the audio like, side too, yeah. Mm-hmm, it's, it's, like, it's like they take it to the next level and 
and it's like um it's like oh it's not just basically you're not just doing some you know just reading your script you know what i mean like yeah. you're is action you're jumping around oh my goodness look at this octopus like or when they go through the universes and how things just start intertwining and you're like oh this is this is just so awesome it i mean however they get it done i don't i don't see how anybody can hate hate on it like if you're going to see especially dr strange because i feel like they use a lot of green screen on dr strange because he just requires so much more you know what i mean so if you're going to see it, I mean, how could you be upset? You know what you're coming to sit there for. Like, you're coming for the effects and whatever. One thing I was looking forward to with the new Doctor Strange movie, though, is that they were saying it was going to be more horror-driven, but I wasn't scared. I was just like, I guess it was dark for kids, maybe not dark, for, not dark enough for me. But it was, it yeah. was really, it was a really good movie. Yeah, I feel it. Um, it was just like the guy, um, the guy who made it is the guy who made the Evil Dead movies. And his whole shtick is that mm-hmm. he likes uh he likes that kind of like fun house, like schlocky kind of horror. And like those elements are there. It's not it's it's like not really, you know, like it's not like a horror movie in the sense that like that like hereditary is a horror movie, you know, like it's just very like it's just very like, oh, look at this like gross ghost looking thing, you know, like and I like yeah. and, and I think that fits. I think that fits the Doctor Strange aesthetic and the Marvel aesthetic really well. I was I I, I had so much fun. Like I just I'm I'm yeah. I'm big on like that, like fun, that like fun and scary type of thing, because like it wasn't like 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 you said, it wasn't scary, quote unquote, but it was like. I had a great time like like I got from that the same type of thing I would get from like going into like a going into like a haunted house at like a carnival or a state fair or some shit you know like that's that's what I wanted and that's what I got so I'm cool yeah no I'm I'm with you on that exactly 100% (laughs) um so now with music uh let's jump over to the other side so like for you when did when did music first become a part of your life and uh, who were some of your influences coming up? Like, when did you, like, yeah, like, when did you, uh, yeah, I, I already asked the question. I don't know why I'm still talking. <laughs> no, nah, you're good. Uh, music became a part of my life. Music was my life, or is my life, rather. Um, my dad, I always suck to speak on my dad, because my dad got me into DJing. My dad was a rapper, um, like a local rapper in Philly. But he yeah. worked with so many great uh, people like Jazzy Jeff and, um, Cosmic Kev and so he he worked with so many great people and I grew up like hearing about DJs all the time and I said I want to try the DJ and he brought me like my first set of turntables and um, I mean I just found myself like obsessing over it and like uh, wanting to learn more and do more so that's uh, as what I did and it just I just kept working, you know what I mean? Much like, you know, what I do now, I just continue to keep working and things just keep happening, you know, the more consistent um, I am and I've been. Um, it kind of turns into where I'm at now. But yeah, it started with my dad for sure. That's beautiful, you know, like parents, shout out, shout out to all parents who are either like in music or like into music and like really give their kids that spark. Cause yeah, my dad did the same for me. He used to sing yeah. so like music kind of always been a part of my life in that same way and you know like the in- and like the interesting thing about that is that like once you start to kind of grasp onto the stuff that like really grabs you 
and isn't just like stuff that like your family puts you on to like that's like if like you can sense the you can sense like that attachment just like grow so for you like like who were some of the who were some of the earliest artists that, like, like of like your time that you really started to or really of our time because I don't think we're that much I don't think we're that far yeah. apart in age so like who were who were some of the first artists you started gravitating toward once you started like crafting your own identity through music Martha. Um, when I started DJing, um, I, I, I started to, I, I, I started to, um, gravitate more towards female rappers, right? Um, so I want to say like the first female rapper that I was like, oh my God, this girl is awesome, was definitely Nicki Minaj. Nicki was Mm -hmm. definitely the one where this is, you know, while I'm DJing and I used to, when I was um, I was doing radio at the time too, still am, and I was like the biggest advocate for Nikki. Um, anytime I could, I was playing her music. Any opportunity that I had, because I was also working at um, at another network for another show, and I would be like, "You gotta get Nikki on her. You gotta get Nikki on the show. You gotta get like." I was always like really big on her, and they were like, "Well, who who is she?" I'm like, "You don't know." I'm sorry. I'm like, no, you know, so- you don't know who Nikki. I'm like, you don't know. That's I had three dogs. I'm saying gonna be loud, but I was like, you don't know who who Nikki is, and they're like, no, she was like on a, she was like gonna come up. So, um, uh, when when I kept you know shouting her out and playing her music, I was like, I was the first DJ on to play her music on radio. Um, and we used to always talk about that. And um, then I had got a chance to work with her just naturally because I was the first person to kind of like really jump on board with her as a DJ. And um, so, um, so yeah, so, so, you know, we work, we work, um, we work together, but that was like the first um, artist where once I was like doing my thing was the first artist that I was kind of like, oh, um, this is this is it. This is lit. This is where I want to be. You know what I mean? This is like yeah. uh, this is what I like. I love female rappers. Like they, the energy they bring. They just they just they they remind me of like female DJs. Like we all are in the same field, and we uh, we all have to like kind of work hard and knock down certain um, barriers, and uh, we do it. You know, so I I, I love female rappers. Right. No, absolutely. I love, I love, I love women in the game too. It's just like, like, you know, like as black people, the, uh, as black people, like shit is already stacked against us. Like without shit is already stacked against us no matter what. And then just like women have it even harder on, it's just, it's just, um, you know, there's just like not even not even just on like the resilience tip, but just like women have just contributed some of the most incredible music to, um, you know, like Nikki included, like, you, you know, you know, like Nikki, Nikki's early stuff is like Nikki's early stuff is just like really, really incredible. Do you remember the first you remember the first song you heard from Nikki that really made you go like, oh, like she's up like I need to be on mm-hmm. this shit right now. It was a. It was actually a freestyle she did with. Um, it was a single ladies freestyle. Mm, um, she, I she remember just that. Shit. On, Crazy. Mhm. Yep. She just jumped on uh, a Beyonce song, and um, Beyonce's record, "Single Ladies," and I was like, "Oh snap!" And then 
what was the next one? Itty Bitty, when she did the um the Itty Bitty freestyle over the Soldier Boy beat. Yeah. Um, don't that was that was another one, but I feel like the first time where I was kind of like, and then she did a, I get it was so many records. I get crazy. It was a record I get crazy that she did. And I was just spinning all of them. Like at that time, if you was listening to me on the radio, you know I was doing like 20, 30 minute Nicki Minaj set. Cause I just <laughs> loved her vibe. Like it was just everything to me. <laughs> yeah, she was, yeah, like that, like her rise, like in the in the like in like the late 2000s and like early 2010s was really something to behold like she just had yeah. like just j- just like the just like the vice grip that she had on like the tri-state between new york new jersey and connecticut and obviously you know like in philly and pennsylvania like she was mm-hmm. just she was just like 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 i remember seeing her just go up and thinking like, oh, like she's gonna be a star. And like, this is before, you know, like Pink Friday and like all that mm-hmm. other shit. Just like even, e- uh, like like even before, like e- I'm, I'm even before Beam Me Up Scotty, you know, like just like, yeah, the, yep. um, just like she just had that raw charisma that like people always want, like especially from, like especially from like somebody from New York, you know, like she just kind of had, she just kind of brought that in such a different way at that time yeah. and it, it's it's just crazy to look back on it and see you know like what she did how and how she, she did it mm-hmm. for real yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely now she definitely broke broke down a lot of barriers she she's like a boss like she's the best yeah for sure um but let's jump back to you for a little bit because like because like when did you like when did you first start DJing professionally and like when did when did you first decide you wanted to be a part of music in a way that was more than just like a hobby or like a thing that was passed down to you from um your family yeah when i um when i got into when i started DJing i um when i realized because i didn't even really i didn't realize that there weren't a lot of female DJs at the time um yeah. i mean i've heard of a few because i i did like um jazzy joyce coco chanel beverly bond i looked up to them but there yeah. still wasn't a lot of female djs out and they were like they were before my time you know what i mean but they were somebody that i you know pe- women that i you know that i knew about um so when i got into it i'm like what like where everybody at you know what I mean (laughs) I was like you know what I and people started really like you know being like oh snap she's a female DJ she's a female DJ and I was like oh I don't I don't want to just be known as a female DJ I just want to be the best but I want to I don't know that genre is not included I just want to be the best I mean gender not included I just wanted to I just wanted to be the best you know what I mean and Um, I kind of was like, okay, I don't want to be good for a girl. I just want to be good, you know? So I feel like I've, I've built myself up and I, I owned in on my craft and I did it so much to the point where, you know, you can put me next to the, next to any guy, you know what I mean? And, um, and I'm not going to just stand out because I'm a girl. I'm going to stand out because I'm good. You know what I mean? And um, when I when I realized that in me, um, that was kind of me just identifying with who I am, you know, and uh, it was it was up from there. Like I was 
it was it was it is what it is. So I just kept I just kept going, knowing that I just wanted to be the best and not just the best girl, you know. Right. And you know, like you've really like you've done that for yourself. You've like like you've left so many different marks over the course of these last couple of years, you know, like 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 between getting shouted out by Obama and you're about to play and you're about to play the Roots picnic this coming weekend. Like, you know, like people, people, people are putting, you know, like you've you got a name out here and like you earned it by just being crazy, you know, and Thank that's and, 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 and like that's the way it should be. You know, like you said, right. like, it, like, 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 like it comes from your talent. And I just think that's, you know, I just think that's tight. That's just fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, so before, um, before you started, or what's it called, before you were approached to co-host Yo MTV Raps, had you ever seen the show before? Um. Of course I have. Um I didn't I didn't watch it like while it was airing. Right. But I did go back and like, you know, watch um a lot of the shows. But even before I was approached by it, right? Um being a DJ and me being so big on knowing your history, I was always big on like um knowing everything that I could possibly know about hip hop. So if you are in hip hop, you know about your own TV breaks. It's not a sh- it was it's not like something where it's like, what is this? Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I I know what your MTV Rex is. You know what I mean? Um so because it's is is so important and it's so iconic in hip hop to this day. You know what I mean? Um so so yeah so I already knew about it. So when I was approached um I was I was excited. I'm like oh this is this is big, like, you know, you guys are bringing your own TV reps back, and um, they were like, you know, we, you know, we, you are who we want to go with, but we do, we are um, looking at other people, but you are our first pick, and, um, and I was like, okay, uh, you know, let's, let's get it done, so when I, when I did a uh, test with um, Conceited, we, we kind of met with each other over Zoom, and once I did that, it was like, it just, we just automatically clicked. It was like me talking to somebody that I've known forever. Um, so, so that was, so that was cool. You know what I mean? Being able to kind of sit and, um, and just click with them and then becoming a part of the show. Right. And, you know, so like, yeah, like yeah, like talk talk to me about the uh about the chemistry that you and Conceited have kind of have kind of built together because yeah, you already said that like y'all weren't y'all weren't close and didn't really know each other beforehand. So like, what was it like? What was it about initially meeting him and just kind of like talking to him? Like, what was like 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 why do you think you two work together so well as a duo? Um, I mean, I think we work well together because. We, we're, we're kind of the same person, like we, meaning we're both serious about what we do and we, um, and we're professional, you know what I mean? Yeah. And also we are people, we're, we're a people person, you know what I mean? We're, um, we're just, you know, it's, it's, it's our, it's what we do with our life, you know what I mean? Just connecting with different people. And when you have two, um, just like, 
down to earth people kind of come together, you're automatically going to connect. You're going to click because there's no egos involved. There's no, oh, I've done this, I've done that. It's just kind of like, yo, let's come together. We vibe and we having a good conversation. You know what I mean? And um, nobody felt like they were bigger than the other person. It was just, it was just a cool chemistry when we when we first started talking. It was just like I was talking to one of my friends and conceited is super cool. I couldn't have thought of a better person to to work with for this show. Damn, that's so incredible. Cause you know, like, you know, like sometimes sometimes you watch shows with uh, multiple hosts and like you could tell that they just got put together because they were like two names that people knew. And they like didn't have any <laughs> yeah. sort of chemistry or any shit, but like not nah, like y'all, yeah. like I could tell, I could tell that y'all really have, like you know, like it's it, it's it's not forced, you know, like it's like y'all both care, and you're here because you care, and that kind of translates to the way you talk to each other, and um, so like so like so like walk me through, walk me through what 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 it was like putting this first episode together with Freddie Gibbs, because like. I mean, like, what a what a what a way to kick off the show, you know? Like, he's somebody he's somebody I always would have imagined seeing on the original Yo MTV raps. So, like, talk to me about like making that first episode and what that was like, and like the general direction that the that um you and Conceited are planning on taking MTV raps in the future. Um, working on a first doing a first show, um, that was cool. Um, you were saying like what was what was the process like during yeah. the, doing that show? Um, mm-hmm. the process the process was su- was was super chill. Like I said, much like anything else, um, we were like everybody was chill. The environment at, at yo at the at the studio is just amazing. There isn't like I said again. There's like no egos involved, and everybody's coming together to work collectively to get to bring something iconic back for a newer generation you know what I mean so um when we were with when we were with Freddie who's a character in itself in itself and he was just so super cool so we just had a great time um so putting it putting that show together and and doing that show was was a breeze it was easy it was fun much like all of the other shows and we taped everything in like, like a week and a half so we taped like the whole season in a week and a half and it didn't even feel the days were long but it didn't feel like it didn't feel like we were like dreading and dragging our feet to go in because it was just such a cool friendly family oriented um uh you know vibe about you know just being there and and just being a part of something amazing so putting that show together was like like a walk in the park it was it was super cool super easy super fun and uh yeah and freddie gibbs is, is hilarious and entertaining and if you guys haven't watched it, i know you've watched it but if for those that didn't definitely got to check that that uh episode out it was it was a good one yeah please do like it's it, it's just such a great start and on top of that like i feel i feel like a lot of people don't understand like how shows like yo mtv raps like get made because you just said that like y- y'all shot the whole season in a week and a half you know and like that's like a you know like that's like marathon type shit you know like it's it's <laughs> like like yeah. l- like it's fun but at the same time like you're just kind of like you just have to be in that area i don't know where y'all shot where did where did where did where did y'all shoot this? 
if you don't mind me asking. We were, oh, yeah, no, it's cool. We were in L.A. Oh, okay. So we shot everything in L.A., yeah. Right, so, like, you know, just, like, having just like having to having to put together an entire season of a show like that is uh you know like it's work but at the same time like when there's fun and just like like when there's just like fun around like y'all have good chemistry and just like Mm -hmm. like it's like it really is just very crazy to see there have been times come together yeah yeah definitely like, cause I, cause you know, like I didn't, I didn't grow up watching your MTV raps either. I'm not, I'm not that old, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <what's> it, <laughs> um, what's it called? Like, but I, um, but having seen the handful of episodes I did and, you know, and, you know, like, and like, I come from, um, I feel like we both come from the, uh, like the 106 in park and TRL generation yes. anyway. So like, right, you know, city. that's, yep. um, yeah, rap city. Exactly. <laughs> so like, so like, just like we have, you know, like we had, we had our own version of yo mtv raps but like you said was just like knowing your history and just having it all come back to like yo like this is this was like one of the first if not the first like 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 rapper oriented reality performance show whatever you want to call it so yeah just to so like just to kind of have this because cause like we also because like we also live in a, we also live in an era that's like obsessed with reboots and stuff but this is one that when I first heard about it it just like made the most sense in the world to just like have yeah. to just like have it come back in this way considering that rap's the most popular form of music in the world right now and like we're kind of right. on top and we all kind of all of us in this have worked so hard to help push it to that point um and you know, like being chosen to do something like this, like, like I'm curious, like, how did it feel to get that call to like even like even if they had other options, but just to have them be like, you're our first pick. Like, we want you to mm-hmm. be the face of Yo MTV Raps. Like, that's fucking crazy. Just that sentence alone is wild. Yeah, and and um, yeah. When 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 they when they said that, I was like. I was like, wow. And I said, well, I know I'm going to crush it. Like, I know I'm going to do my thing. And the the thing about it is there was, that was the best time for me. You know what I mean? I I, I have experience in dang near everything. You know what I mean? So to, to be a part of it or to be asked to be a part of it, I was like, this is the best time. Because of all the other times that I've worked, I don't, I, I felt like I was always still trying to find myself. But now to have the opportunity to do this and know who I am as a DJ, as a person, to have experience, to know how things work, to have the connections that I have built over the years, um, to have this moment right here, it was the best time for me. Um, and like you said, it was the best time for rap because we, you're right, we live in a time where there's also just a whole bunch of podcasts out and, you know, uh, people sit and they, they talk to, you know, they talk to the artists, social media, but there is a, a place where you can say, this is a rap show. You're going to get, you're going to get interviews like you would with a podcast, right? But you're going to get performances. You're going to get packages. You're going to get the history of hip hop as well. 
because it's a brand new generation who is ignorant to or does don't even care about where hip hop originated or any you know facts about hip hop. You know what I mean? So here we are. We kind of put everything into one. It gives you the same vibe of the original UMTV rap. It gives you the vibe of a rap city, a 106 in part, because we got music videos in there as well. And we show love to international artists. It's like everything that you could possibly, when I always say, if you watch the show, and you guys have seen the first episode. So the all of, all of the episodes is like you're getting your full hip hop fix right then and there you're getting your video you're getting videos um new videos rather you're getting new videos you're getting artist interviews and you're getting performances freddie gibbs performance was amazing now when y'all see the other performances it looks like a freaking award show i'm telling you like because the 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 set is you you can shoot in so many places on the set where it's like you 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 want to you're going to get a taste of everything, and we got uh ciphers, not just rap ciphers. We got dance ciphers as well. So it's just a lot that you guys are going to you know see um this season, and I I'm so excited for the future. It wasn't it wasn't like we took your TV reps and was like the original said, oh we're going to make it better. No, we just we're just representing it to a newer generation. And we're going to do it and we're going to continue on, you know, continue carrying the legacy on and we're going to bring new talent and we're going to present this to, like I said, uh, a newer generation who, like us, weren't, we weren't watching it when it came out. You get what I mean? But we know about it because we love hip hop. We love music. And you and if you love hip hop and you never heard of your own TV rep, then you need to go back and do your history. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do your history lessons. So um, but yeah, it's, it's just this this reboot is just is just the best time for me and I feel like it's the best time for, for rap, honestly. Yeah, like and one and you know, like one aspect of that that I really love is like there is like like there really is an entire new generation of people who aren't just like ignorant to the history but just like people who are like hungry for knowledge about this stuff you know like there are people right. who, there are people who want to know the history there's people who want to know you know like like like, I, like 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 this is the first example that came to my head just now like when the kendrick album came out like ghostface has a song on it and one of my first thoughts mm-hmm. was like, oh, like all these kids are about to go look up who Ghostface Killer is. Like there's like an right. entire generation of kids who have no idea who he is. No idea who he's one is. Of the greatest, right. who's one, who, that he's one of the greatest of all time. And, you know, just like to kind of have like, you know, like the thing about Yo! MTV Raps is that it was, you know, it really was like, a, like it prided itself and, you know, does pride itself now on being like this one-stop shop to kind of just like rap culture and in a way in a way that feels authentic and in a way that feels like it's being spoken to by people who get it you know and like that and 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 like there's so much like like especially especially for younger people who need that guide through the history or for people who just want to come on and watch cool shit happen on a screen you know like just like having having that having that um having that um, vessel on like a streaming service 
um, is as important as it is to have like a really detailed and dedicated like YouTube page that goes through rap history, you know, because that's how I feel like, a you know, you know, like YouTube and TikTok are how, how a lot of people consume information these days. And like, right. it's just nice to kind of have something that's a, uh, it's nice to have something a little old fashioned to go along with that too. Because like mixing yeah. all these, like, like mixing all this shit is fire to me. So um, yeah, I just think the shit is tight. It's just, it's just cool to have it back. And it's great to see you doing it so just like thank yeah you. congratulations on it i appreciate that honestly thank you so much i'm happy to be here I'm happy to be doing it right you know like it, it's it's just like such an honor and it's just like how do you you know it's like it, it's it's like i can only imagine it must have been crazy to wrap your head around and espe- yeah. especially yeah especially considering all that you've accomplished like over your career before this you know like um so, you know, like, just like as just like as someone who was kind of as someone who was kind of birthed out of the Philly rap scene and like really established themselves as um, as a force, you know, behind the boards and just like in front of the camera. Like, what do you like? What do you feel is the most like as someone from Philly? What do you feel is the most mm-hmm. unique thing about the Philadelphia rap scene that I, that like other people just like don't seem to understand? If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. I, it, there's a few things that I love about about the rape scene in the city that I've always loved it is just the raw honesty. You know what I mean? Um. Meaning, like, Philly rappers aren't afraid to talk about their struggles. You know. Um, yeah, we have rappers who talk about all of the flashy stuff and the girls, but then you have, they're going to give you a balance of that and a balance of where they came from. A perfect example is Core. Core is an artist from, from Philly, and when you listen to his music, he gives, he paints a picture so vivid of, you know, where he's come from and what he's going through and that's just something that I feel like a lot of other rappers don't do not saying there aren't any rappers that do things like that but that's just some of the rawness that I love about about the rappers in the city um that they're not afraid to talk about their struggles a lot of rappers talk about just to come up they talk about all of the, the shiny shit like you know what I mean um and not really give you a a, a look into what they what they've actually been through um meek does it as well you listen to yeah. meek, meek mill's music and he talks about a lot of what he's been through he's gonna give you the pain music and he he leveled up though you know what i mean so he's gonna show you yeah. the flashy stuff too you know what i mean he's gonna show you him hopping out the jet he's gonna show you to all his chains and all these amazing events that he's at and all of these billionaires and millionaires he's hanging out with, but you know where he came from. You know, it wasn't just something where it was like, I, I, I was born rich. You know what I mean? You know, that's not the case. Right. And you're going to get that. You're going to get that raw, authentic um, vibe when you listen to, to the music. So that's, that's something that I love about um, Philly, you know, love about Philly, you know, when it comes down to the rappers. Right. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And now like that raw honesty is just like been a thing um, 
just like that's that's something that I've always associated with with like my favorite people from Philly like Freeway is one of my favorite rappers ever and he's someone yes. who's also extremely raw and honest and you know like I just like like I'm just thinking about him now so I hope he's I hope he's staying healthy because I know he's been going through it um with um, yeah, his, yeah. With, with with his health for a little while but yeah you know just like j- just like between people like Meek and Freeway and just like I can sit here and name names all day but I think no nah, like yeah. nah, I I you know, like I agree like that's you, you, you know like raw honesty is something that I've always come to appreciate and respect about people from Philly so yeah shout out to y'all for that yeah no hands down Freeway is definitely one of the one of those rappers too that that's going to give you that um that's going to give you that that their their rawness too um Beanie Siegel like we going that uh-huh. way you know, Beanie Siegel these are major figures like yeah. Yeah. They hands down. Yeah, for real. And you know, like I you know, like as a you know, like as a DJ, um, part mm-hmm. of your job, part of your job is curating sounds and just like presenting presenting what you think is the uh the best and brightest of right now and almost sort of like predicting the future. Like y'all have the crystal ball in a lot of ways and um yeah. you know like espe- especially with an artist like nikki for you you know like you kind of you were one of her earliest champions and look where she turned out you know like it's um like being a dj is something right. that i think people being a dj is something that i think people kind of sort of take for granted sometimes like when it just comes to like oh like i can just like go make a spotify playlist and like just put that on and like boom i'm a dj type shit you know but like <laughs> It's, uh, right. but like, there's so much more, like there really is an art to curation and to just like seeing how shit makes a, makes a crowd move and, 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 right. and really just like taking like the time to put together a set that flows into itself. And, you know, yeah. um, for you, like, has that job, like, especially since you've been around for a minute, like, has that job become more challenging for you, mm-hmm. like, in a world that's kind of overrun by algorithms and just, like, stuff that's, like, where do, like, where do you feel that, like, a DJ fits into a world that's kind of run by algorithms, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, no, it, make, it makes a lot of sense. It's, it's really, it's really challenging, um, but it's what makes DJing and uh, exciting. You know, because now it's not just about skills. Now it's about so you know doing your thing on social media, yeah. making sure you have music on all of these playlists, and it's different, you know. Um, but it's fun. Um, one thing that I always that I've always loved about what I do and. Um, is kind of staying with the times, you know, and growing with it. That's with music, that's with social media, that's with everything. You know what I mean? Um so so um so yeah it's so much that goes into DJing now. There's no more just oh you just gotta be a a hot DJ like you just gotta be the best of the best you do gotta be the best of the best but you also have to market yourself and everybody's so, so social media driven Instagram TikTok Twitter 
Um, so it's like you have to kind of do that as well. That's another job that you have to do. Um, you have to look good. So you got to make sure you got the right, the right clothes on. You have to, when you do get these opportunities and people do call you out, you have to be able to perform. You got to be yeah. the best at performing. So all of these new layers that are, um, that goes into not just being a DJ, but being an artist, being an entertainer, period. Whether you're an actor, you're an actress, whether you're a lawyer, a real estate agent, like you have to do your do what you do best and then some. So um, just kind of figuring it out keeps my brain rolling, keeps me moving, keeps me like on my toes. Like, okay, all right, this is not what it, what it needs to look like. So what can I do? How can I fix this? You know what I mean? And my brain works like that all the time. I'm always thinking of what's next. So so um, that, that's, just, that's just naturally what I do. So, I mean, we fit. It's just that there's another layer <laughs> that we have to keep up with. It's not just as simple as knowing how to blend two records together or scratch a record or whatever. It's it's more to it now. And you just gotta just like I said, just stay with the times and you'll be good. Like you just gotta keep up. Right. Nah, yeah, that that that's it right there. You gotta keep up. It's it's yeah, just like gotta keep it's up. Just, it's it's just like, you know, you're only um one of yeah like one of my favorite quotes I think I've ever heard in my life is that like especially for somebody like a DJ is like you're only as old as your ability to process new information and like as long as you're able to do that like nothing can stop you type shit you know yeah (laughs) because no no seriously that's that's like that that's one of the best things I've ever heard too because um, that moment where you kind of give up and and you're like, well, um, I don't know how to do it, so I'm just not going to do it. And that's when it's like, oh, well, somebody's about to come in and, you know what I mean, continue what you were, what you were trying to do because you don't want to learn new ways. I remember when, um, when, um, when everybody was getting like controllers and um, people, uh, there were like a lot of the older DJs were stuck on technique turntables. They did not want to do, use controllers. They didn't want yeah. to use CDJs. They just did not want to do it. They don't want to use USB. Yeah, They're like Serato like, and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They want to use the records and they want to use techniques. That's what they are used to. That's fine. Right. But then you got. Then you then you then you get into um then you get into a situation where it's like, all right, well they they're not they're not making records like they used to. So how you gonna play the new song? You know what I mean? Or a song just came out and everybody loves it. They didn't press that, they didn't make a vinyl for that yet. What are you gonna do? You just gonna keep playing records from like 20, 15 years ago? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like it's a uh, and it's not not to knock it because there are some DJs that are like you are just like playing vinyl and that's it and that is awesome, you know. But then you have some DJs that are like, okay, um, I'm gonna have to go ahead and get Serato. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm right, gonna get yeah. Serato. I'm gonna have to download the you know these new songs. I'm gonna have to get a laptop or I'm gonna have to get a USB drive. So it's just kind of like where do you want to fit in it? If that's your thing, if you're like, yo, all I do is play vinyl, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Keep doing what you're doing. But um, 
somebody like myself, um, I, I, I got it. And I can't play on vinyl. I, I can play on vinyl. I can I use techniques. I can have Serato. I don't have to have Serato because, like I said, with me, I study, you know what I mean? I study every form of DJing. Every, like, somebody can put me in any situation. They can give me PDJs. They can give me a controller. They can give me straight turntables and be like, Dom, you only got 100 creative, uh, a creative record. You only got 100 records. You got to make it do it. I'm going, I'm going to spin. Like, I know how to do it all, but um, you got to continue to learn new things. You can't, can't stay in the past. You can't be stuck. You got to keep it pushing and be and just know that you can do it if you had to, but you could do the new stuff too. So yeah, yeah. for real. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, like as, like as sad as it might be for some people to hear, like people are not digging in the crates for Young M.A. records or like Shawnee Bin Laden songs <laughs> or like Meek Mill or any of yeah. that shit, you know, like it's 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 just like you got to like like there's a whole there's a whole new world of music that lives almost exclusively on the Internet, you know, like especially yeah. when it comes, especially when it comes to like drill and stuff. You know, like it's 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 just yeah, like you're not, you're not digging in the crate for five years more and <laughs> exactly like that. Like exactly, you, you, you that that's just that's just not going to happen. Like you got to make sure you you keeping up with what's going on. So listen, I get it. Ah, uh, for real, you know, like it, it's 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 it, it's it's like you said earlier. You've been talking a lot about balance. And it really is just about balance. Like there's, there's, you know, like there's room for the old, there's room for the new. Everybody loves nostalgia. Even if you've like never experienced the era you're nostalgic for, like nostalgia is like, like it's healthy, but at the same time, yeah. like we, at the same time we live in the present and we, and you, you just got to get in where you fit in and make all the yeah. stuff work. Like, like just figure out how to make the shit work for you. You know, that's, that's right. it. Figure out how to, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's it. Yep. That's what I was saying. Like, you know, if you are that if you are that person and you just want everything one specific way, hey, that's fine. You have it that way you want, you know, the, the thing that you want to do, but just still stay, you know what I mean, abreast of all, you know, the, the new stuff too. Like there's other things that you need to be figuring out as well. Other things that you need to be um, you know, keeping up with. And you know what I mean? Just keep it just keeps you sharp and it keeps it, it keeps you motivated. Like that's 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 one thing that that I love about me is that um when I love something, I love it. I love yeah. DJing. I love everything about it. You know what I mean? Um and I love when I'm when somebody's like, hey Diamond. We got your rider, but we only have this. We only have that. I'm like, all right, damn, I got to pull my needles out. You know what I mean? Let me dust my needles off. And I'm going to go rock. However, they'll be like, oh, we only got this controller. Okay, that's fine. No, no big deal. We're going to rock on that controller. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I know how to DJ on anything. So, and I, and I, and I, 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 that's one thing I pride myself in. It's just knowing. You know what I mean? Just knowing everything. Yeah. yeah. And being adaptable, you know, like that's that's uh, so crucial. Like <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. No, it, it it definitely is. Right. And you know, to kind of to kind of like a thank you. This conversation has been super dope. And B to kind of to kind of wrap the to kind of wrap this whole thing up. Like mm-hmm. if your if your life was a movie, 
what would it be about? Mm. If my life was a movie, um, it would be about it would be about my upbringing, you know, how I was raised. Um, it would be about my parents, and my parents came up in like the best time uh, for Philly, where it was like from what they tell me, have fun performances at block parties and. Not that, you know, people have block parties now that they kind of put together. No, these is just like raw block parties and what they were saying, like ramping off on somebody's porch or something like that, or or somebody steps and they used to have parties in like U-Haul trucks. They used to tell me some wild, crazy stuff, but <laughs> that, I would, I, would, I would incorporate that because that's, <laughs> that's um, part of my upbringing too. That's what I was born from, you know what I mean? Um, it would be about my come up as as a uh, as a woman in the industry. It would about it would be about me being a mother, uh, a very hands on mother. You know, what I mean, I pick my son up. I know y'all hear the microwave in the back. I'm making him something. You know, what I mean, warming tea and something <laughs> up from from after school food. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a very hands on mom as well. Um, it would just be about my life and everything that I've been through, um, the touring, the TV, the production, the producing. It would it would be all of that. Um, and now that I'm saying this is something that you know, I mean, I need to start putting together. But um, <laughs> but it, it it would be all it would be all of that, and um, I think it's something that um that I think people would be interested in seeing because I had a I had a uh, I had a good life and an interesting life, you know. So right. yeah. and it's not even over yet, you know. Like you've already you already figured over. out how to you already figured out how to balance all this other shit. And like now, yeah. like this is, this is, the, this is, this is the whole next chapter. So yeah. This is another chapter and, and we're going to do it bigger and better. I'm just in a, I'm in a better position. You know what I mean? So yeah. Already. Well, um, yeah, I don't, um, I don't got any more questions for you, but uh, <laughs> okay. D, thank you so much. This is, this was, this is really illuminating and just like to get to talk to you about, about just like the things that you've done as a woman, as a black woman in the industry. And just like, just, just, just like congrats on all your success. And, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully they can give us a new Chucky movie. That'll be worth actually (laughs) trying to watch, you know, like (laughs) they gotta, they gotta go back to the original, they gotta go back to the original Chucky doll and it would be good. You know what I'm saying? The original Chucky doll and, not this new stuff and all of it. Just take it back a little bit. You know what I mean? Give us that authentic Chucky, that authentic Tiffany, and let's get it rocking. Feel me? So yeah, yeah. just keep it. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just yeah, just keep it to magic dolls. Keep the other bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep, the, keep everything else, but give us that. You know what I mean? Give us a little bit of the authenticity. <laughs> Yeah, you already know. Well, yeah, D, thank you so much again. Like, I really you appreciate your time. Me. Yeah, this was this was this was so yeah, much fun, yeah. and I'm excited to see how the rest of the season turns out. So, yeah, I appreciate it, and thanks for um, watching and keep doing your thing too. Like, you know, this is I don't think I've ever done a podcast this long before, so this is my first. But it was definitely fun. I feel like I'm just you know we just vibing on the phone. So hit me up anytime. Beautiful. Same here. Thank you so much. I appreciate hearing that. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. 
Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.